I mean, these are the things that I think about. Dating 101, the basics. Good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to It's So Real. What's good? With your girl, Rocky. And your boy, O. Hey, how's everybody doing today? It's Black History Month. Yes, it is. But smack dab in the middle of Black History Month is also Valentine's Day. So we thought we would take this day or this episode to talk about dating Mm -hmm. as a millennial in 2018. Yeah. It's a lot different. (laughs) All the things you need to know, a.k.a. dating one-on-one, the basics. All right. And with that, I'm going to let O take the lead. Okay. So when it comes to dating now as a millennial, it's a lot different than back in the... 60s, 70s, all those 80s. When there was courtship. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of different dynamics up in the air because uh, back then, women still had like a lot of limited roles and business roles in terms of getting that economic independence and all that. Well, even, you're talking about as an adult, I'm like, even as a teenager, Mm -hmm. like because of the amount of religion that was in the household, Mm -hmm. like you, like your parents had to meet them, you had to be, like had an escort, like if you had multiple siblings, one of them had to come with you and be your escort, you know, so then they be like third wheeling it and shit. And then (laughs) like your parents, you couldn't be like too far from your parents when you were on a date with your guy. And I'm just like, damn. Mm There's a lot of, of, of uh, traditions behind, mm. like, dating. Um, but as it got into, like, the 90s and more, like, sexual liberation, mm-hmm. dating was seen more as a way to explore other avenues of a relationship in, in terms of the physical. And that liberation comes with women as well. And a lot mm-hmm. of guys weren't used to that. A lot of women weren't used to that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you doing? So there was a lot of... A long period, and I think it's still going on now where a lot of women are, like, trying to be, like, a man when they yes. date. Savage. Yeah, trying to be savages out here. <laughs> and they just uh, look at that as a stereotypical way of exploring their sexuality instead of just going with what feels right to them. Uh, they just had the mindset of, okay, just try everything. Um, and, you know, that, that can be... <laughs> don't know about that. Not all women. I'm just saying some women are in that mindset. And then they get... They figure out, like, okay, this isn't even what I want. Because the stereotype is that to be empowered sexually means to be sexually, like, you know, promiscuous and always, like, you know, going after a guy. That doesn't mean that. That's no, not sexual liberation. But, but, but. That was the stereotype of what it was. Like, I was pretty sexually liberated and I didn't see it like that. Yeah, I know. You didn't. But I didn't see it as is this right for me either? Like there was plenty of guys I had sex with that I shouldn't have. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm not saying that every guy that you had sex with was right. I'm just mm-hmm. saying your goal isn't to go get a whole bunch of guys. But it then, wasn't my goal. Yeah, it wasn't my goal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you're looking at it as like your perspective. I'm saying like that was the stereotype of what sexually liberated women was. Oh, 
because they were being like a man and right. man is about conquest. Right. Well, I'm saying I know other sexually liberated women and I, they don't have that. They yeah. don't have that mindset either. Like, oh, let me just get these dicks. <laughs> let me get this number up. No, no. Right. It was like That's... a duel because we still grew up with that that mm-hmm. that mentality, and then it, we came into the sexual liberation, and it was just like, yeah, I can fuck whoever I want to fuck, and ain't nobody gonna have a problem with it. And then also, my count getting kind of high. <laughs> so, like, what does that mean? But that's the problem. That's what I mean. Like, we're still in that stage because there are there still is that like uh, that bias or that like uh, that worry about like oh how many that my number and all this other stuff that still comes into play mm-hmm. even today. Um, some women don't care, but then that, again, there are some guys that do care who wouldn't want to be with a woman who doesn't. <laughs> or who has a high number, but screw mm-hmm. the men who care. Like, <laughs> yes, I have concerns with my own shit, but why are you going <laughs> to care? Because, like, at the point of where I'm meeting you, there's not shit I can do about any of those other men. So why the fuck is it an issue? I can't change it, motherfucker. I'm, like, poof, it, it's still there, okay? But shit, I'm tested, I'm good, you tested, you good, who gives a fuck? Like, wow. Therein lies the problem, because a lot of people don't even want to get tested. Okay, um, well then, that's on your ass. That's on your ass. Just take the fucking test. It's a pee test and a blood test. Just take it. Yeah, it'll be over with. Right? It's over. You get your results, boom. You good. Well, or you might not be good. Let's hope you good. See, if you was getting tested the whole time, you would have been all right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, if you get tested before you had sex, not afterwards, because... I was a little late to the game, but yeah, <laughs> that's a, a good dating tip as well. It's like, I mean, you yes. can have sex and be safe with it, but if you're no, like, even with condoms, it's not a hundred percent. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm lucky you didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can be safe with it, but that doesn't mean that it's like a hundred percent safe. Yeah. Um. So, I think knowing your partner's status is important. Um, especially if you're going to engage in sex frequently and have like a trusting relationship. So you're talking about partner and relationship and I'm t- just talking about dating. Just fucking, not even dating, just fucking. Yeah, that happens all okay? the time. Okay. It's like, hey, do you want to have casual sex? Okay, well, I'm going to need you to get tested. I'm going to get tested and we're going to both be clear before we start having this act. That's like, what you should do. It makes so that it way, a lot easier. Ain't no games. I right. mean, yes, people are vile and cheat, but. Yeah, that's the other. At least you tried. <laughs> if you don't try, that's your ass. Don't care about the count. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's, it's just complicated. That's what I'm saying. Like, dating, there's no quick fix. So, even the stuff, the tips I'm going to, like, talk about today, mm-hmm. there's no universal fix. Well, that's the biggest thing I want everybody to get. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different mindset. Like, you're saying religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, religion plays a big part in that. Um, just your culture cultural background like your race for sure plays a big mm-hmm, part in that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah ladies you remember to lock up your pocketbooks oh yeah yeah anyways <laughs> black mama sings not us though we we don't call them pocketbooks no yeah more. thank god you wanna hear that that's just that just sound old that sound like something you don't wanna deal with to sing yeah, you that's say, why it's old. You want some of my po- pocketbook? Let me reach into my pocketbook. <laughs> Bro, if somebody <laughs> refer to their shit as a pocketbook, run. Run. No, that just means cougar, cougar. 
Motherfucker. She need to update her shit. They, they, that's 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 <laughs> like my parents' generation. She need to update her shit. Talk to her. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, the point is everybody's different. Everybody has like different purposes. So when date when it comes to dating, there's no universal, you know, law. So all these books and all this other shit that says like um, like, these are all the things you ooh, need to know. Like, ooh. nah. Act like a lady, think like <laughs> that, a man. Man, that book misled so many But that women. was my Bible in high school. But once I got older, I was like, this is all assuming all men have been raised the same way, and they have not. So let's just kick that out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That book, I think it messed up a lot. Because you, well, I don't know if I want to go. Should I go deep into it, or what you think? How much time? <laughs> um, I mean, it's still early, but into it. yeah. Right. So I think the book misled people because. Oh, so we're talking about "Act Like a Lady, Think right, Like right. a Man" by Steve Harvey. Right. Um. Well, I I didn't read the whole book. I just knew the sp- the the chapters? the chapters and the specific parts of it, especially after seeing the movie and everything else like that, um, which was interesting. Well, see, no, I I read the book mm-hmm. and the second book before the movie even came out. So from your perspective, so I, since I haven't re- uh, read the whole thing, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have. A perspective that you know is different. I haven't seen the whole thing, so I actually want to see what your sp- perspective is, and then maybe I'll, I'll chime in after that. Well, I was not prepared. To, it's all good. Um, like if you remember, if if it's if you don't, it's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can find the chapters online because okay, it will cool, help cool. me, um, like kind of guide. Refresh your memory. Yeah, and, and what about I thought gotcha. about it? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's chapters. See. Browse inside, maybe. That might work. All right. But so the reason that Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man was my Bible, Mm -hmm. and that came out like my senior year of high school. And uh, it was, I mean, I was dating just to date. I wasn't dating because I was in love. And like my college um, roommate, she like, she only entered in relationships when she was in love. So, like, she fell in love before the actual relationship type of thing. Mm. Whereas, like, I was like, you're nice. <laughs> and because of that, I had some shitty-ass boyfriends. But, uh... And then, again, I was sexually liberated. So, I was having sex without being in a relationship as well. Which I was cool with. There was friends with benefits. There was fuck buddies. It was all of that. and But it was just still... Like, I was being disrespected in, like, even in the relationships I had, you know, sometimes I could, I could feel when somebody had something and sometimes I couldn't. And it was just, I just needed some guidance and act like a lady, think like a man really helped guide me. It's not coming up y'all, but, um, I'm going to just try to talk it off, off my head. And yeah, it just helped me like, I forget one of the sayings that he had. Um, and it was like. Something about a cookie. <laughs> he referred no, to it as a cookie. It was like men respect women who respect themselves or something yeah. get some or mm-hmm. something like that. And it was like, yeah, I needed to respect myself and have my expectations and my demands and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- it gave me the confidence to say that. And then, I mean, that was like the biggest thing for me. They also had the 90 day rule, which is a huge topic. Um, but because That's my problem. Because I was actually, like, liberated, like, sometimes I would have sex and it would turn into a relationship. 
Or sometimes, like, we knew it was going into a relationship, but we didn't have the title and we had sex and we ended up in a relationship type of thing. Or, like, I was sleeping with an ex, you know? So it was just, like, you know, a bunch of that going on. So 90-day rule... Never happened. <laughs> not, not for me. And I don't know who did. And, like, people... Like, the movie shows, like, you get the man getting mad because the woman wants to do 90 days. And even Steve Harvey talking about a Fortune 500 company. Like, that shit is old. Our generation does not work in Fortune 500 companies where you get the benefits 30 days after. Like, we're an instant gratification type of people right now. <laughs> you know? So, I don't even know <laughs> that's going to work with us. If it works for you, shout out. Mm-hmm. Give us feedback so we can, you know, update the different perspectives. But uh, yeah, for me that didn't that didn't happen. Another thing I remember was like a sports fish versus a keeper, and it was like oh, yeah. you fish for a sports fish, and you and you just um, take it, uh, take a picture, and then throw it back, and then the keeper is the one you keep. Which I'm like, that means you eat them. <laughs> you went deep into that metaphor. No, huh? I didn't. I did just now because I'm high. But anyway. This is true. We smoked before the show. My Baltics. Check it out. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Anyways, um, um so the keepers. Yeah, yeah it was the ones that keep and then oh the one about mama's boys, that shit was legit though. Mm. Like you need to set the groundwork. Like mama's not about to have her foot in this relationship, okay? Yes, love your mama, respect your mama, so you love and respect me. But th- this relationship is between me and you, motherfucker. Like your mama ain't in it. Like why is she making decisions between us, okay? Have you actually had that happen before? No. Yeah, I haven't. I've never experienced it. But I could understand that chapter, and I was like, that shit is real. Actually, what? You don't know no mama's boys? I I want to say somebody I know is a mama's boy, but I don't know if they're listening, and I don't want to say it. Right. Same here. And plus, I don't know. Like, a lot of um, people that I know, especially from back home, have grown up so much that they might not be playing the same roles that they're playing now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've just grown up, they've developed, and they've grown out of that and, and spoken up. And I think they have done that work, so they are good. Um, but back to Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I get what you were saying all of that. Um, I think there was, there were some good benefits of the book in terms of laying down a foundation. Like you were saying, like if you didn't weren't taught anything like uh, around relationships, mm-hmm. um, that's... I wouldn't say a good foundation, but it does... Lay something down. Yeah, it lays something down where you have some direction. And then even, like, I read that before I took my dad's class. Um, My dad taught a class, Mm. Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And after that class, that's when I actually wrote down a list of what my standards and expectations were. Mm. So it was like a combination of that book laying the foundation and then um, Stephen Covey's book kind of finishing it off where I Mm. really was just like, okay. So... Hmm. So I think it's a good foundation in, in some ways. For young people, though. This was written for, yeah. like, mid-20s to mid-30s. That's terrible advice. Like, no. Uh, okay, so... Showing the, you how the generation has changed. Yeah, the the, the cons of the, the 90-day rule. Let's just, just tackle that at first. Okay, so if you invest in, in uh, dating somebody for 90 days, that's time that you're investing in that person. Um if it's going well, or if you're not noticing red flags um, right away, then that's on you to figure out. Like, no matter what, 
don't just go by just the 90 days. Like, if you feel like you're attracted to a guy and you're not looking for the, the if you can't notice the red flags about him, the active potential versus the passive potential, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't really matter. That's why I, I broke down the whole active versus passive potential thing, which I, I guess I should talk about now. So active potential basically means <laughs> basically means that you're when you're dating someone, they're um, they're showing that they are actively trying to connect with you uh, in ways that are consistent um, mm-hmm. consistent with what you with your like like communication for instance. Um, if you're always getting text messages in like spotty ways, like okay, hey, good morning, and it's like. A month later, like, hey, what's up? What you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, is that person really interested in you? Mm-hmm. I don't you not. You just got to be understanding about that. Yeah. Um, and then like, there's a couple of other things, to, but I don't want to get too far into it because we're going to talk about it a, lot, a little bit later. But um, passive potential is pretty much the opposite. It's someone who's just being lazy, you know, just not really communicating with you at all. That mo- that one month rule. The person who's showing active potential is someone who's always communicating with you and is actively trying to get to know you and connect with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ninety day rule doesn't mean shit if the person's being spotty with you throughout the ninety days and is playing that role. Any dude who can be a player who knows what the fuck they do can do can spot out like you know like ways to communicate with you in ways and in ways to meet up with you without actually doing anything and if he knows about the book which every guy did know about the fucking book he promoted it everywhere everybody knows the 90 day rule oh, yeah. so that shit doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense <laughs> like everybody's like ooh we got the secret mother everybody even in the movie they saw that you get they, they had the book it was promoted everywhere it was on Oprah and everything the main part of the book was 90 day rule so all these guys who were actually smart enough who could p- pick their positions and know how to play the rule, play it to the book. We're doing it all the time. So you know, like a lot in of the th- movie when they like in the movie using it as like a, a game. So this is this is my biggest problem was like because you weren't really teaching them like how to effectively date. You just gave them like a like okay this is it and then there's like nothing in between mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes into mm-hmm. navigating all the like nuances of the dating world. You're just like, all right, 90 days, boom. You'll be good after that. Mm-hmm. Like just because that works for somebody like you who might have been impulsive and then wasn't wait, looking for that connection. Mm-hmm. You know, that might work for a, a segment of the population. Cool. But for a lot of other people, like 90 days is just you wasting 90 days and them getting played anyway. Mm-hmm. And see, the biggest thing um, that I had against the book was, yeah, that not everybody was raised the same. He was saying that everybody had fathers who raised them to be a man. And it's like they, a lot of men don't know how to be men right right now. And it's like that is an influence into the dating Mm -hmm. world. And so let me just tell you the, so my senior year, like I said, I read Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. And then I took that class. Um, So the standards that I came up with, so this was like, you had to meet these standards or you weren't a contender, basically. <laughs> and I really had to actually write this down and say this was number one, you don't do drugs. Now, yes, I was used to the propaganda of marijuana, but yeah. I did mean more hard drugs, but marijuana was on there too, because it was illegal mm-hmm. in Maryland. So. So, number one, you don't do drugs. Number two, you don't sell drugs. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to get shot, okay? Because <laughs> you caught up in some shit. <laughs> like, no. And then true, three, true. no gangs. Oh, wait, sorry. 
Um, number two is no selling drugs and or jail time. And then three is no gangs. Okay, because again, I was a teenager. If you already in jail, like, nah, mm, bruh. That's true, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people get second chances, but I don't know if I'm the one. I would really have to hear your story. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Yeah, so no doing drugs, no mm-hmm. selling drugs, nor jail, and no gangs. Those were my standards, okay? So you had to meet that. Once you got past that, then you met my six expectations. <laughs> Do tell. I was 18, a senior in high school. I was about to go to college. I was figuring out my shit, mm. and I had to write this shit down. Now, mind you, some of the, some of these may be like, duh. Well, <laughs> I didn't have that, duh, so I needed to write this shit down. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Everybody's at different levels. Yeah, and I learned yeah. from my past. I was like, yeah, I don't want this shit. I don't want this shit. So mm. what do I want? So, again, I wrote it down. And when people talk about what they want and what they expect in relationships, like, none of them fall on this list. And I'm like, are y'all superficial? Like, all you care about is looks and, oh, I hope he treats me nice. But, yes, what does that mean? You got to think about this shit. Because if you can't articulate what you want, you're not going to know. And, therefore, you may not get it if you don't set that expectation. Okay? Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> but anyway, so I had these six expectations. Are y'all ready? Boom. Y'all ready? Okay. Number one. Number one. Respect me. Verbally, mentally, emotionally, sexually, physically. Respect me every way possible. Because I had been disrespected. And I was like, fuck mm-hmm. that. A relationship without respect is, it can get ugly. Right? Like, how's you feeling? Like, you internalize that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, the biggest yeah. problem. So, respect me. That's number one. That's a very good number one. I mean, I and I had to write this down because I was getting disrespected and I was allowing it to happen. And I mm-hmm. said, yeah, I need to set these But you see that growth, though? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, not, like you said, they don't even know how to articulate that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. they haven't even gotten past that part. They're still getting disrespected in their relationship mm-hmm. and accepting mm-hmm. it. Internalizing. Mm-hmm. Go to therapy. <clears throat> and this was before I went to therapy, but again, I had the mind of a therapist, so I was moving. I was moving, you know. And then I was also like, shout out to my dad, because he read a lot of self growth and self help books before I was born. Mm-hmm. So, like, as I'm growing up, he's teaching me these things. Um, so, shout out to him, because I definitely think I matured a lot faster and I was able to connect patterns and stuff before a lot in my age group because of all of that knowledge. So, shout out to my dad. But anyways, my second expectation was, and this might be particular to me, Mm -hmm. may connect with some of you, but it may not apply to all of you. Mentally stimulate me. And this also played into ambition. Mm, That's a huge one. Because like, I didn't want a, a guy just sitting on his mama's couch. Like, what do you plan to do with your life? Have goals. Please. Like, do something, you know? And if, you, if you're if going to be a garbage truck man and collect the trash, be the manager of your own company. Black owned, baby. Let's do it. Like, you know, I was, as long as you had some side of ambition, like, okay. But then I'm also an intellectual, so I needed somebody who could stimulate my mind, who could have conversations and get real with me, mm. you know? So I personally needed that. That's a good number two. Yeah. Because I didn't have it sometimes and I would try to date older because I was so elevated mentally and um 
and maturity at my age. I tried to date older to like account for it, but it was like it still wasn't there. <laughs> wasn't didn't have a lot of intellectually stimulating conversations in high school. But anyways, number three, communication. I would rather you tell me the ugly truth than a beautiful lie. That's interesting. Some people don't agree. But for you, that's perfect. I no, can see that. no, no. They're lying to themselves. They say it in the moment because they don't want to be hurt. But then when they find out the fucking truth, because you always find out the fucking truth, that shit hurts. Some people don't. Most people do. And then they be fucked up. And I'm like, see, if you had it beforehand, then you wouldn't have spent whole much time. And like, that's, that's what the thing about lying is. It's like, it's not only that you lied to me, it's that you lied to me for this long. So was anything in between the truth and the lie real? Right. So that's where the complication comes. That's that's the hardest thing, especially when you're in couples to deal with. Mm -hmm. Because it is, it makes you question everything. Because it's like, oh, you lied about that. So communication, communication, and not only that about the ugly truth, but also just tell me how you fucking feel. Like if we're having conflict, let's fucking talk about it. No stonewalling, like no criticism. Right. Um, what's the other two? No defensiveness. defensiveness. What's the other one? We're talking about um the Sorry, four uh, horsemen of the apocalypse. It's uh Gottman's. Gottman. Uh, theory like for conflicts within relationships mm-hmm. so we had defensiveness stonewalling which is like stonewalling is when you just, just shut off shut off you don't respond and you like just you're quiet you may yeah. leave like it's just men do that yes it's fucking irritating i don't mind if you need some time to process check take that, your time check that tone take check. your time did you hear that it came out just that quick <laughs> she had like a flashback <laughs> yes the, you know something <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, take your time. Process your feelings, okay? But then if you are going to take that time out, you need to come back to the relationship right. and talk about it. There's no like, oh, just sweep it under the rug. That's how history repeats itself. Right. Listen to me, people. There's no point in ignoring a problem like that. Like, again, like you said, you got to calm down. Otherwise, you can't really have a discussion about it. It's just going to be an argument. Exactly. But... That discussion needs to that happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, get your shit and communicate. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the other two though, or the other, the last one? Defensiveness, stonewalling, criticism, contempt. Contempt. Yeah, don't hit below the pe- the That's belt when bad. you're arguing, and when you're using somebody's vulnerability to like punch them. That's not healthy. That's why sometimes, like, when I'm seeing clients, I won't point out the vulnerability just yet mm-hmm. because I know that they're not even ready to handle being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They need to find that, number one, respect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you respect your partner, like, you wouldn't be trying to hurt them. Right. It's, <laughs> it's a different... It's a different type of mm-hmm. uh, way of dealing with somebody when you connect on a respect level. Like, mm-hmm. I, I honor you as a person so why would i want to exactly. you know do that if i if I, I if i see that you're being vulnerable with me that's like a that should be like an honor mm-hmm. you know if you respect that person oh goodness but anyways so yes <laughs> communicate communicate motherfucker all right so that was 
That was three. Four. My fourth expectation is shared values because we gotta have something in common. Like we (laughs) gotta have something. Like no brand on that one. And then they say opposites attract, but eh, sometimes that can that like you want somebody who's like you. Like the opposites attract thing is the whole you complete me, your mother half type of bullshit. No, complete yourself and find somebody who enhances you. Therefore, somebody who's similar to you. you Like. We have been taught some shit, I man. Need, I don't even need to talk. Go ahead. <laughs> you got it? Yeah. God damn. Go ahead. You got this. Like, it. And this, I was 18 when I came up with this list, yeah. Um, and, like, these are the reasons that I came up for them. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so shared values. Um, number four. Number five is a healthy self-esteem. Mm, that shit is important. And it's also very closely tied to respect because a person who doesn't respect themselves often projects mm-hmm. puts all that shit on you hurt people hurt, hurt people. people all the time y'all. all the time mm-hmm. and my thing with this is i had been with a cocky motherfucker and uh <laughs> like cocky people are usually very insecure yeah but <laughs> Like, you know, making it seem like he don't need me. Making it seem like he could get anybody. Wouldn't buy a nigga. <laughs> and then if you were, like, hella flirtatious, like, you you got a girl. Like, what the fuck you doing? You know? So, like, healthy oh, self-esteem, wow. okay. motherfucker. And then um, I had the low self-esteem where he was, like, constantly needing me. And he was afraid to talk to my dad. I mean, my dad's a big guy, but... If you confident in yourself, you in your abilities, then you should not be trying. I love meeting dads. Yeah, I take it. Yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> well, that's true. But I just I like I like that I like a dad that's trying to intimidate me because <laughs> I see it coming and I'm yeah, like my dad be trying. And I'm well, like, back in the day when I was a teenager. And I'm just like, <laughs> how you doing, sir? And then back in my mom like, I'm, I'm you know I'm gonna give you a dollar. No. <laughs> It's just a way to psychologically like, and and, and it's it sounds like a disrespecting, but it's like just facts. Like that's what things I'm doing to your daughter. Are not said. These are the things that are not said, but like in your head, they don't need to be said. Yeah, don't say it out loud, guys. <laughs> don't do that. But I mean, in your head, it, that's true. But it's a, also a respect thing because again, he does. He's trying to prove himself to like to be this big macho guy as a protector because mm-hmm. his job is a dad mm-hmm. but your job is to show that like i respect that but i'm also involved with your daughter so you have to respect that relationship mm-hmm. so by doing that and having that not image this in your is head what but, women need to have with the boys mamas <laughs> oh yeah 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 but no it don't happen anyways <laughs> all right but yeah that's that's a respect thing mm-hmm, you gotta have mm-hmm. that too so yes a healthy self-esteem. Be sure. And then also when you have a low self-esteem, you get jealous and shit. And it's like. Really quickly. Like yeah. jealousy, I understand it to a, a point. But like when you get jealous at like really little things, mm-hmm. dancing with somebody. Like if, okay, if the dancing ain't too crazy. <laughs> we will be talking about this later. Ooh. <laughs> I love that discussion. But um, yeah, dancing or anything else like that. Or mm-hmm. having conversations with other friends. Sometimes it's. It's really childish to just 
And, and it shows your insecurity. Yeah. It really stuff. It's like, if I'm with you, I'm with you. Trust in me that I'm with you. But and it's if like, there's an issue, again, that goes back to communication. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, exactly. Everything else. That so, goes. number five, healthy self-esteem. And mm-hmm. number six, last on my expectations list that I made when I was 18, was trustworthiness, mm-hmm. which included honesty and faithfulness. Because think about it. If you're trustworthy, that means, like, I can trust you. And if I trust you, that means you'll be honest with me, in my opinion. So trustworthiness. Excellent. So yeah, that's my list. And physical wasn't on there at all, although I did think about after the fact on number two, that stimulation. I was like, well, shit, stimulate my mind and my body. You know, you got needs. Just it's okay to admit that. <laughs> But um, but none of it was physical. Like, oh, I need him to be above six feet. I need him to be a vegetarian. Girls kill me with that shit. Although, vegetarian life, I'm just saying. Ladies. <laughs> try. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. So, be honest with yourselves. Be honest about what you need. Really take a moment to think about what you need. Because all of the... Ooh, I know when it happens and I know when it doesn't. Like, no, you need to write it down so that way, moving forward in the dating world, you know what groundwork to lay down. Like, the, hey, the, these are my expectations. Right. You can meet them or not. I, it doesn't matter to me. Like, the problem with the whole, choose. like, I'll know it when I feel it thing is, like, your emotions and your feelings um, aren't always accurate to what you want or need in the long term or even in even right then like mm-hmm. you could just be like really like horny that day and just be like oh my god i saw this uh this woman or i saw this guy and then i was just instantly attracted to him and i just felt like all these things he was saying all the right things is everything seemed perfect it seemed perfect in that moment because you happened to be really horny that day <laughs> and you were lonely and you watched a movie last week that you just happened to be thinking about or that was a romantic comedy or some other shit and then you're thinking everything feels right in that moment but mm-hmm. if you don't know what you actually need and what you're you're wanting in a partner then you'll fall for whatever you feel in the moment mm-hmm. and then you're just going from moment to moment to moment to moment to moment to moment to moment and that's cool if that's your goal in the dating world mm-hmm. but if it's not all right well let's go ahead and talk about the three stages of dating Okay, so ah, I had my girl before. <laughs> okay, um, so the first stage of dating I like to call the test the water stage of dating. Um, it's basically when you're um, you make initial contact. You guys obviously have some level of attraction, um, and you're willing to go out on a a date. Now during this dating process, you're just trying to see what the other person's about. You really don't know anything. You just see some glimmer of potential. Would this be the talking stage? This is the talking stage. Mm. This is the talking stage. The infamous talking stage. Because, like, (laughs) we come up with words like talking, dating, relationships. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. Wasn't dating a relationship? But then I'm like, was it going out on dates? But then what the fuck is talking? Because you be going out on dates when you're talking. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, why the fuck we need so many words? (laughs) I think it's because we we have so many different stages where we want to experience certain things mm. at different times in our lives. And because we were so black and white in our thinking before, we just mm. labeled it, all right, so you're dating, this means you're doing this. When really, like, if you're really just trying to 
have sex, and then like chill with this person, or if you're just trying to, um, you know, date romantically and see what what you like romantically, and there's so many other ways we're gonna get into it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but it's like there was always just these stamps, like it's like boom, there's courting stage dating. And then there's engagement where it's like, then you get like the marriage. It was, it was, it was and then that's like, it. it was just courting. Like you, you were interested in somebody in the hopes of marriage. That was it. And it that, that was, and I mean, I get it because so it was many more things. a lot more simplistic back then because that was like the staple of building the family, the goals of But success. now we can just date and not get married. Right. So what the fuck are these stages? Right. So, all right. So the first stage, that's the test of waters. This is all going to be um, pool related because I think it's like a, a pretty good metaphor um, just to get diving deep into the subject of dating. So the second stage is uh, when it gets a little more serious and you're figuring out. Wait, you said the second stage? Mm-hmm. This is okay. going to be the second stage. So the first stage is test the waters. Test the waters. This mm-hmm. is like you dip in the toe in, in the pool. You're just like, mm, what's going on in there? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, all right. Just getting to know. Getting to know the yeah. person. You're trying seeing to if see. they meet your standards and expectations. Right. This is to see if they, <laughs> all those things are in your list. You're trying to check these things out. You know, that way you know whether you want to go further into the pool. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just go diving, deep diving in. That's not. That depends on what you're dating for, <laughs> which we'll get to Ooh, later. We will. Let's remember that. Okay. All right. So, um, so the second stage is what I would call um, the shallow end. All right. So the shallow end of the pool is is when you, you you're you're willing to you're done with dipping the toe. You feel like it's warm enough, so you're going in. Okay. All right. You're in there, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not like you're like you're like waist deep. Mm-hmm. Right? You're okay. like waist deep. You're not going all the way in. You're not diving all the way in. Um, so you, this is where you get vulnerable because again, you dipped your toe, you felt comfortable enough submerging some parts of you and investing into this person. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the times where you're sharing things that are going to connect you to those core values. So those things that are on your list, those are pretty much going to be um, scratched off. So now you're going into other parts. I know. Now you're going into other parts that uh, connect to core pieces of who you are and this is where that romantic connection really um Ooh, bonds and clicks what do you think <laughs> uh, i'm thinking because i did get to a certain point all right so mind you i had all my bad experiences in mm-hmm. high school and then like in college and i think you said we were going to talk about like why we're dating like i was specifically mm-hmm dating to not be in a relationship like went through some heartbreak wasn't trying to be in one so like i when i did have boyfriends they met all the standards they met all the expectations so then it was like well, well now how do i choose mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what those core come the core yeah. values of your characteristics of who you are as a person mm-hmm. now uh i'm gonna go a little deeper into this part because i think it, it it's important to know what your core values are mm-hmm. and and that's how you can recognize it in another person and be sure of it. Mm-hmm. We always recognize it in some ways because it's just you natural. Feel it, you feel it. But right. like, again, putting words to it so that you know what it is. Right. So that when you see it, you can articulate it and you can, you can look for it. You can recognize it a lot quicker. It doesn't have to be like a, oh my God, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? It's like, I know what I'm feeling. That's what's within me mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm, and it's connecting mm-hmm. to them. 
you know that's a lot more powerful and and when you can say that to them it's a lot more powerful mm-hmm. um so that's 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 one of the biggest things is finding out what your core values are and then trying to align them with uh, another person do you want to give an example because i can say mine um yeah i'll give i'll give an example for mine too if you want to okay um i don't know why but it's numbers <laughs> So you have my three standards, my six expectations, and now you have my, I forgot what I called these. It was just like my five me characteristics or something. Because this is like what made me me. Like those were like just how to be in a relationship with me. This is like how to be like me. Because again, Mm -hmm. I want someone who's similar to me because that's what I connect with. So number one is intellectual. Like I I told you, I, I need that. Number two, yeah, but it, it's it's different than like s- stimulating my mind mm-hmm. or ambition. Like you really have to know some stuff with this. Like, yeah, because I've been getting deeper and more elevated. Like I need you yeah. to be thinking about some shit. But anyway, so intellectual. And then the second one is artistic because I'm a writer and um, artists think a little bit. We think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not so conformed. Um, and I like that. And it's just like a creativity on it too. And it's imaginative and stuff like that. So it's just a different way of thinking. So yeah, I need the intellectual, the left brain and the <laughs> artistic, the right brain. I need both. Yeah. This is why I'm single this long. But anyway, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We'll talk about that too. <laughs> but, um, so the third one, uh, let me make sure I got them. Okay. The third one. <laughs> is conscious Ooh, that's a good one. and in this in this word i'm using it towards like black you're conscious about blackness and about what we need to do in order to change where we are right now mm-hmm. okay like i need you to have a mission for the people like you need to be giving back you need to know that we need to give back like you gotta be like it should it's, be it's, obvious it's but... past this woke shit it's a past like the egyptian gods and goddesses and mm. stuff like i Let's need start you... now like... yeah like i need you to, to <laughs> deal with something for the people type of thing i get it you're you understand you're woke you understand i know Time for like, action now yeah <laughs> so that's what i mean by conscious um, I feel you on that. Number five is spiritual. I am no longer religious, and I've acknowledged the point that I cannot date a Christian because mm. because at the point now, like I'm 26 now. Holy shit, I'm 26 now. But Welcome um, to the 26 love. Jesus. But anyways, um, like I'm not dating to date anymore. Well, actually, I'm not even dating, but that's different later. But anyways, um, so I'm dating like. If I'm going to be in a relationship with you, it's like marriage is on the table type of thing. So I need to, I'm not wasting my time. And I know that I'm not going to spend long term battling with you over some religion. Like we got to raise our kids. Like we have our different belief systems. Like I'm not, (laughs) till death do us part. Like I'm not, no. So I need someone who is like me again. So more spiritually free, spiritually connected with the universe type of thing. And again, it's a different way of thinking as well your you know light has touched your heart light has touched your spirit and it's like yes it's a different way of thinking so i need that as well and the last thing number five is i need a big kid i'm very much a big kid i'm very goofy and silly i will watch disney all day nickelodeon too 
Like, and a lot of 90s babies are like that because our shit yeah, was legit, yeah. man. Our shit was legit. We had some bombs. But it's also, it's also like continuing to be imaginative and creative and mm. free-spirited because when you're a kid, you don't care about, you're just living, you know? So it's a, it's a different way of thinking as well. But most often it just allows me to be funny and goofy and just have silly moments together, you know? So those are my five. Intellectual, artistic, conscious, spiritual, big kid. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Okay. Uh, for me, I think um, some of my cores are just like the biggest core for me is positivity, um, or light, whatever you want to call it. It's it's mm-hmm. the the ability to move through the world, trying to be a positive force in everybody's life, and trying to be that light for everybody that you interact with that's that's like my goal it's always that's so him (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is it is so if i can find somebody that is like not exactly the same but i'm saying has those values um as a core that's the biggest thing for me right now um other stuff like in terms of humor i think that comes with the package of of being um no. Filled with light. You don't think so? Maybe it's just, yeah, my, my type of light. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you can be light and not funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think there's part of it that you appreciate a joke, even if you're not funny. I don't know. It's you it's know? a part of you, though. Like, your humor is a part of you mm-hmm. and your light type of thing. Yeah. Because we've talked about your passions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I would say just like have it, like light and positivity comma humor and just leave it at that cool. if they have it they have it if they don't then it's another yeah. course so there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah that works yeah that um i'm also like super super duper romantic guy uh so a woman who likes getting attention in that way that'd be good being able to accept that mm-hmm. is actually a, a big deal because some women don't like they feel like you're being, uh, they're being appeased to, or you're being extra. There's a lot of people that, that I wouldn't be, yeah, clingy. That I wouldn't. It depends on the guy. Because if I don't mm, like you, then you're being clingy. True. If I like you, then that's it's good. Very true. <laughs> Same thing with the ladies. It's like if a girl comes up to ha- like looking like Halle Berry, you're probably gonna be uh, <laughs> willing to do a lot more um and put up with a lot more and be like oh you can come over whenever like whatever but if a girl doesn't and she's annoying are you gonna put up with it (laughs) any other chords for you um those are my main ones uh just light positivity humor um with that like always comes you know giving back and 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 being able to think on a level that allows you to expand your perspective because that's huge. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay in the same place. Whoever I'm going to be with, I have to be able to grow with. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the key. That's the main thing. Like, if you have my core values, cool. Right here, I'm trying to level it up. Mm-hmm. Level it up. Keep going, 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 going. Like, you know, we got our core, but that doesn't mean we just stop right here. And, and just to point out when you mention growth, that... Whoever believes that you are done growing at the age you are, I don't know what universe you are in, but you will never (laughs) 
stop growing. You will never stop learning because you will never stop changing. Right. Like you are always changing and from that change you can learn something and from that lesson you can grow. So you never stop growing. There you go. The question is <laughs> um, when you're in a relationship, if one person grow is growing and one person is not. I have so many. Yeah, so, so many. Where one person is doing, they went back to school, or they got a new job, or they're just, you know, growing, reading. I don't know. And one person is just like sitting on the couch, not doing Stagging. anything. You know, so you have to distinguish if one person is growing and one person is not. But if both people are growing, then you have to look at if they're growing together, individually. And when I say growth, I mean individually. Mm-hmm. So they're both growing individually. So they're growing together individually. Right. Do you get or, it? Or like growing together. Like they're in, they're they're <laughs> growing individually together. Right. There you go. Yes. So you're growing together, or you could be growing apart. There you go. That's the difference. I mm-hmm. wish you would. Yeah. I think you broke it down perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Because if people understood that, I think they would understand how relationships end, and they wouldn't take it as a personal uh, attack on them and their their values it may just be that one their values differ and they just didn't realize it or they're elevating to a new place that you might not be ready for and that's okay to admit that mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying it's not going to hurt obviously but that understanding of of looking at it in that way i think changes it from looking at it as an attack on who you are as mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. cuz it's never it's rarely that. And if it is somebody attacking you as a person, did you want to be with them anyway? Think about it. Anyways, where were we? I don't know. So, <laughs> oh, right. Um, um, that, we, we're talking about the core values because we were on the shallow. And yeah, you said growth um, for mm, yours. Do you right. have any other cores? Uh, I think that's it. I might be able to think of other ones, but a lot of that just deals with my personality. Like, if we mm-hmm. just vibe on personality. Again, you Music, artistry, everything. Similar to you. Yeah. If you play an instrument. If you sing. You connect with. Ladies, if you sing. <laughs> I'm she just leaving it at that. <laughs> but anyways. Alright. So, what would be the third stage of dating? Okay, so third stage. So we've gone through the first stage. You're just dipping the toe, ooh, mm-hmm. testing the water, seeing what what's looking like. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get in, you get a little more vulnerable, and you're noticing core values, lining them up, mm-hmm. going into the shallow end. Mm-hmm. So you're a little bit more submerged, right? Because you know it's time to get deep, y'all. Third stage, going into the deep end. Now the deep end has stages within itself. <laughs> so it's not always going to be like the full deep end to the deepest part of the pool. You might not get there. Mm-hmm. So the stage three has stages within itself. It's on a spectrum. But in the deep end, usually there is a commitment. These commitments don't always work out because, again, you could be growing together or apart. And this is where this stage comes in. Mm-hmm. When you're in the deep end, you have to have that knowledge of where you and your partner are or else you'll always get lost because you won't be able to connect with each other. You're going into a deep place. You're going in and, and submerging yourself into this, all of these feelings. This is where the true vulnerability comes in. Like before, when you were at your waist, 
you had control. Like you, like you got a little, you know, you got a little scared. Can you swim? You know, if you can swim, if you can swim, all the way, you like, all right, whatever. I got, I, I got my legs. I'm no, cool. no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, you had your legs. Right, I'm right. saying you in the deep end. You gotta you know how to deep swim. End, you have to be able to swim. And if you're swimming with someone, mm-hmm. and you want to continue to be in that deep end with them, well, y'all gotta be on the same page. Y'all gotta be able to grow together. You know, if one person gets ahead and a little bit, it's cool. If the other person can catch up, but y'all looking back at each other and y'all like, okay, cool. I might slow down for you. Or oh, you getting tired. Let's take a break together. You know, you're in the deep end, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing that and you're just leaving the other person, you have to be able to recognize that and say, look, this is where I have to leave you. And and then and that's where it comes in. Mm-hmm. Are you going to leave that person and just not communicate that? Or are you just going to leave that? Are you going to be able to leave that person and say, like, look, it's okay. I might come back here, you know, mm-hmm. or you might catch up and that's going to be okay. That's, that's your journey. Mm-hmm. And that's where that can end in a beautiful way. In a toxic way, it's like, I'm just swimming or if one Shit. person's, one person's getting ahead. I got out the pool. <laughs> one person's getting ahead, like, oh, no, 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 you don't. You coming back here. Oh, like, trying to drown Drown you. So mm-hmm. it gets real complicated in that stage of dating. So that's where dating could become toxic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the two people aren't even like, connecting on a level they're really just trying to drown each other in their emotions that's when you're attacking people's vulnerabilities mm-hmm. you know instead mm-hmm. of trying to uplift them making sure they're on straight and narrow they're, they're swimming right they're breathing right that's you like taking making sure that they're okay in the deep end and that you can you can go as deep as you want you can come back up for air whenever you need to because mm-hmm. you're comfortable in that space now with someone but if you're not you're always at risk for drowning and that's when you have to get out of that toxic relationship mm. or dating. <laughs> that part is because yeah, because we are so like I think back in the day I used to jump into relationships. Mm. Now I don't at all. Mm. So I wouldn't. You so know. now it's just like we're all talking and dating, and it's like you can experience a fucking relationship without the fucking title. <laughs> right. This is why I'm labeling it dating because these stages can occur in a relationship mm-hmm. if you're dating within a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's why I say this is just dating across the board. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? These stages. Relationship apply. will be a different episode. Right. Relationship totally different episode. But I want people to start think of it like that. Like this is dating no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. Like and these are some of the stages. Again, not everything. Nobody has all the answers. Whoever tells you they do, they bullshit. Everybody mm-hmm. has a unique experience. But from what I see, these three stages um, pretty much sum up the stages of dating when it comes to in and outside of a relationship. Mm. Okay. Now, what about the three types of dating? Ooh, this is where it gets exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so. I'm interested. I don't know. <laughs> so. We talked about the stages of dating, mm-hmm. and we broke them down through pieces, and mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about the three stages of, um, there's three types. types of dating. Number one is dating for experience. Now, experience, this is usually when you're trying to figure stuff out, you're experimenting, shall we say, mm-hmm. and this could be for emotional reasons, this could be for uh, physical reasons. Um, and so, uh, oftentimes it can come from a negative place. Like some people, oh hell yeah, <laughs> some people are dating for experience to heal other negative experiences. So like if you're, a lot of times you you see this with um, people who may have been sexually assaulted or whatever, they see sex as power. So if they were over um, overcome by a man or a woman, um, they might use sex, um, be the one who's uh, more aggressive. 
so that they can take power back. So every time they have sex and they're the aggressive person, it's like I'm taking power back sexually mm-hmm. because it was lost um, or taken away from me at that moment in my past. Um, and that can lead to negative experiences. So that's where like a lot of uh, women, because we already know women get sexually assaulted and raped and all this stuff a lot, especially back in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they were getting empowered, that's why the stigma came about mm-hmm. of women what which I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. of about women wanting to be like men and just like oh I got the power it was all about like you know I can fuck whoever I want mm-hmm. and it's like they were still dealing with uh, the experiences that they mm-hmm. had in the past mm-hmm. that emotional experience trying to heal that way um, but that's for some people again yeah not everyone. the way I use sex when I was hurt well I use sex to escape mm. so like whatever issues I was going through like sex like Good sex gives you dopamine. <laughs> like, bad good. sex gives you <laughs> cortisol. But no, <laughs> sorry, this is stress hormone. So dopamine is like when you take drugs, when you eat chocolate, sex, dopamine, you feel good. Okay, so I use sex to escape, oh, and um, and so not only in that chemical sense, but also like. It might actually like be outside of my house, mm. and sometimes I wanted to get away from wherever I was living, mm. um, or it could just take you know like drugs take you away for a little bit. It, I mean, you got to come back to it, but you know. Yeah, it feels good. It yeah. feels good in the moment. And uh, yeah, it feels good in the moment. It takes yeah during that moment you ain't thinking about whatever you got going on. So right. sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, so I escaped, made some bad choices because of it, but uh, yep. So, for experience. For experience, right. Uh, the other side of experience is for the physical. Like, if you've never had sex with um, a person who looks this type of way, now that can get into fetishes. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to talk about that later on another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it gets overboard. Again, same thing with being emotional. The same thing happened with the physical. Like, oh, I want to try all this. And then you're just looking at people as, like, clay figures that you could just fuck instead of people with emotions and personalities and cultures that you need well, to respect damn just saying we'll get to it later you know another podcast but yeah that's the other part of the physical mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. either way if you go over the board it's not good and sometimes you just like damn he look good he could get it <laughs> and then he get it <laughs> that's the other side and that's perfectly fine <laughs> uh number two is dating for purpose uh Purpose, I I associate with like a specific intent, um, with commitment. That's the way I'm I'm looking at it in terms of purpose. Uh, the other I'll talk about the other one, which is another reason for a relationship. Uh, number three, but I think purpose is you're looking to date to make sure that this has a lasting connection. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something that you feel like is something you want to solidify. This is when you're in the deep diving stage and you want that partner to be with you and your mm-hmm. core values are lined up and you're trying to really make sure that you guys are good so that you can go on to that ultimate stage of being together um, in the long term, mm-hmm. if that's your goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because like, I was thinking about how I was talking about sex with the dating for experience mm-hmm. and I was like, but wait, would that be considered dating? Because, like, I've labeled it as friends with benefits or fuck buddies. And it's like, shit, is that still dating? <laughs> like, 
Is dating going out on a date or like Netflix and chill count? No, I do not consider Netflix and date um Netflix and chill dating. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like in the term of dating. Well, that's why I said I combined it. I say like all of it is forms of dating and getting to know people. Mm-hmm. And, w- and when you break it down to experience, if mm-hmm. you're dating for experience on an emotional level, cool. If you're dating for experience on a physical level and yeah. you're just a fuck buddy, yeah, okay. cool. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? All right. Because it, it makes it a lot neater, <laughs> I think, you know? Yeah. If we all say it's dating and then we break it down to what gotcha. types. Yeah, because... This, this shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> this shit. Okay, but um, <laughs> my next question. Hold on, I'm about to forget it. So, um, I think for this purpose, mm. like you're using relationship a little bit, and I, I and I was thinking, is this still dating before the relationship? Like you're exclusive, you're committed, but no title. Mm-hmm. You could do. You could be doing it like that because. If you're dating for purpose, it's more about the intention. And the intention mm-hmm. is like long-term commitment, whether that be marriage or whatever it may be. Like that's what I'm defining the purpose as just mm-hmm. because stereotypically that's what a lot of people like. Mm-hmm. Again, there's uh, plenty of other stages for everybody else. <laughs> but specifically I'm using purpose because there's a large segment of the population that does want that, you know, mm-hmm. long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the intention no matter what, whether they get it in that dating stage and they can keep up with each other and go dive in deep and, you know, be Mm -hmm. chill in the deep end, that's up to the people in the relationship, you know, man, I'm hungry. I don't know if y'all heard that, (laughs) but, um, um, all right, well, we have 10 minutes left, so go ahead to the third type All right, so the last one is dating for connection. Um, now this one's really broad, but I think it's broad because it needs to be broad. A lot of times you're just wanting to connect with people, learn from them, and experience what it is to be with um, different people and um, and value those exchanges. So this is somebody who's just dating, doesn't have a specific purpose, isn't looking like just to fuck or just to like, you know, heal emotional wounds. This is someone who's just out here trying to get to know people. Mm -hmm. If something physical happens, cool. If something emotional sparks, cool. This is just dating to connect. Mm. And I feel like that's the thing that's lost on the whole dating aspect is everybody is looking for a goal and looking to be in a, on the two stages of either experiencing emotional or physical or like it has to be, you know, all or nothing or have to, it has to be for purpose. And it's like the third option, connection, is lost because when you're dating to connect with other people, you're learning from them and you're learning about yourself through that interpersonal connection. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Remember when I was saying you were dating for reasons that I wasn't? That, mm-hmm. that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, huh, I never thought of that one. All right, so I'm at the stage right now where I am dating uh, to connect. I don't have a specific top time frame for when I'm going to get to purpose. I think that's going to happen when it happens, you know, mm-hmm. when I know I'm ready to do that. But right now I'm trying to just connect with other people, um, get different experiences from other people, and see where it leads me. And so far, it's been great. I've been learning a lot about myself through other people mm-hmm. um, and my experiences and what I like and my boundaries and everything else like that, which is a great experience that a lot of people have been robbed of because of the way that they think about dating. Yeah. So connection is the big piece that we're all missing yeah. in the types of dating. Like, you can just connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a foreign concept now. Well, I think you know? that's because a lot of us don't know ourselves and 
you it's hard to connect with someone else if you don't know yourself because mm-hmm. i feel like it's an energy thing like you connect energetically mm-hmm. and it's like if you aren't connected and attuned to your own energy you won't feel it in somebody else so um, but okay, so um, we want to wrap it up with thoughts about Valentine's Day <laughs> for the dating and single people. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Um, for single people, yeah, let's start Date with Date yourself. <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day for single people. Yo, did you see that trending topic? Uh, trending topic on Twitter. No, it no. was like rename Valentine's Day, and people Ooh, were like, God. "Remind me that I'm alone." <laughs> Damn. Damn. I know. It came out blazing with that one, huh? <laughs> Anyways, no time. Shush. Yeah, but date yourself for real though. Yeah, I think Valentine's Day is overly hyped up, and it is okay. Valentine's Day is a day that is pretty much a corporate holiday to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it is what you make of it. That that was another one. It was like um, the renamed Valentine's Day. It was like I love you every day, but somehow on this day I need to show you that I specifically love you. Right, <laughs> right. It's like an anniversary type of day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually made a a poll on my Smart Love I, uh, Instagram. Plug, um, plug Smart Love. Smart Love. You know, just type in two T's. S M A R T T L O V E. And it rhymes. Don't worry about my stomach. Pay attention. <laughs> Anyways, I did a poll on Valentine's Day and whether you take it seriously or not, and it was kind of split. Half people cared, half people didn't, and it was half women, half men. Who would have thought? Like for both yes and no. Right. Mm-hmm. So some people do take it seriously, but it is what you make it. It is a holiday where you know people, companies are gonna make a lot of money, but it is what you make it make of it. So if you're single, I would suggest. That you make Valentine's Day something where you appreciate your goddamn self. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you appreciate yourself? Why, if you can't appreciate you, why would anybody else? And for the couples out there, I would say I know everybody has their love languages, but on this day, I need you to combine both. I don't want you just buying a gift. Mm-hmm. I want you to couple that with an experience because mm-hmm. y'all are just getting lazy out here. Anybody can throw a gift at somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it really means that much. I know there are certain love languages where it might be a really nice gift and then yeah, cool. Shit, I appreciate the flowers randomly for no reason. That's just cool. But mm-hmm. again, make it an experience. Like if you go and give her flowers, make it a little well, special. I no, I would I would take into account the love languages. So like if it's quality time, do something that's quality time. There like you go. on Valentine's Day or anniversary like Figure out what your partner's love language is and that be the gift. So if you're, so love languages, Gary Chapman, you have quality time, physical touch, um, acts of of service, words of affirmation, acts Mm. of service and receiving gifts. So do the gift would be loving your partner, which is showing them their love languages, the language that they need to be loved in. Um, so like for Valentine's Day for an experience because yours is quality time. Right. So yeah, that would be the experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are receiving gifts, much, yeah. and you know it's it that's that's a right. love language. That's your thing. Yeah. Ooh. Acts of service, clean the fucking house. You know things like that. <laughs> um, physical that was, touch. That was... You already know a lot of people do a lot of physical touching. Yeah, I know what on y'all Valentine's be doing on Day. <laughs> And then um, words of affirmation, write a poem, a song. Ooh, Ooh do something for your partner. Dad, you know? You know? Throw some, throw some bars on her. Right? You know? But um, just, yeah. 
So love your partners or her. love yourself. Do a little count. I, I got y'all since I know how to be Mr. Romantic. Mm-hmm. I got some. Y'all do a little countdown mm-hmm. till Valentine's Day from now. It's just a couple of days. It's easy. Mm-hmm. And every day, you you write a whole poem, and then every day you send a part of the poem to her. Ooh. Ain't that some shit? That's a good one, huh? Mr. Romantic over here. I just, I'm just, and that was just off the top of the dome. I ain't playing that. <laughs> All right. So, but yes, for Valentine's Day, love yourself. Yes. Love your partner. And if it's a, a, a conversation of because I don't know where I stand, I don't know what we're doing, mm-hmm. ask. Right. Like, be that frank. Hey. Don't, don't go into Valentine's. Fucking, so. Don't go into Valentine's Day. Assuming that you about to be, you know. And then be disappointed yeah, and resentful after. Don't do it. Like. Just be straight up. Like, yo, what are we doing? Because I know Valentine's Day is coming up and I ain't trying to be on no bullshit. So, are we not? Okay, cool. Thank you for letting me know. I, I, I understand. Let me go date myself. Let me make these plans. There we go. Go see Black Panther. Yo. If you single oh, out here, oh, you go wait, see Black hold Panther. Hold on, ladies. So I have gone out with the li- ladies and mm-hmm. seen Fifty Shades of Grey. The last movie, Fifty Shades okay. Creed, no, is no, coming no. out mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day. So yes, I've gone with the ladies and like we dress cute and we go to see the, whatever Valentine's Day movie's coming out. We do dinner and it's like a girls' night and we feel good about ourselves. You could do that by yourself as well. So you will never feel good after watching that movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways. We didn't want to end this episode during Black History Month without bringing up Black, Black Love, Love Day. Day. You already know. Black Love Day is February 13th. The day before, as in ahead, as in we come first, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so Black Love Day is a holiday of atonement, reconciliation, celebration, and a 24-hour demonstration of Black Love. Mm-hmm. Black love is to be shown towards God, our creator, ourselves, our biological family, our loved ones, as well as the black community, as we represent the entire black race. We go deep when we talk in black love. Y'all. Black love, baby. It's about. Yeah. February 13th. So celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Celebrate the love that you have in your life. Mm-hmm. The loved ones in your life. Mm-hmm. You know? Not just romantic. Yeah, not just, yeah. Valentine's Day is so romantic. So black love, romantic, platonic, familial, work, <laughs> like is, yourself, passion. Just Word, put it into your passion. Mm-hmm. Especially if frustrated. It's, just especially if it's impacting the community in. and you're trying to get back to the community. Yeah. Shoot, go volunteer or something. It doesn't always have to be that. You don't have to feel that way. Again, it's what you make it. Mm-hmm. And you can make it something beautiful. If you choose to. All right. <laughs> well, that's it for the video. <laughs> Either way. But uh, we're wrapping it up anyway. So thank you so much for listening to Dating 101, The Basics. We will be bringing you another dating relationships episode later in the month. But we hope you have a beautiful and happy Black Love Day and happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening to It's So Real with your girl Rocky. And your boy, oh. Have a beautiful day, good people. All right, peace and love, y'all.